welcome, welcome back, back to It's Crazier, Crazier in My Business, episode 49. Take two. Take two. <laughs> it should be episode 50. This is terrible for us. We would have been hitting a milestone. We may never get to episode 50. <laughs> not I'm convinced. It might not be our path, it, you know? You know what? This went longer than we even thought it would go. <laughs> To begin with, the fact that we're 49 episodes in I know. is insanity. <laughs> I'm so proud of us, though. Yeah, we stuck to something. We, We've been doing this for over a year. Truly. Yeah. This is, And it's good for us. You know, mm-hmm. we get to get together, drink a yeah. little bit. I'm a little drunk, you guys. Yeah. I, She's going to be fine. Made really strong margaritas. Um, but for those of you out of the loop, we recorded this episode last week. And it was really good. It was a good episode. <laughs> However, uh, my mic wasn't on because mm. I wasn't wearing my headphones to make sure for the sound and whatnot. So we're here um, recording it again. We're going to be going over the questions that we were answering last week because we still want to answer your questions. Totally. Want to make sure your questions get answered. So if it sounds like we're speeding through some of these, it's only because we already answered this. So we already have like a good idea. Usually when we, we get on the podcast, we're kind of going through it for the first time. Very fresh. Yeah. We just read the question and kind of go off cuff uh, with our honest first impression of what we're reading. Totally. Yeah. Um, and this time we have, we already know, we've already read. Um, and we're just going to give you the advice that we give you. I mean, to be fair, Tavi remembers more than me. I did drink a very strong margarita. Mm. I don't remember much right now okay but some things might ring some bells when we probably get start, when i'm we start sure reading. yeah i'm sure i will speak with a lot of conviction mm-hmm. yeah. um you know because that's my <laughs> conviction you know the lazy man's wisdom <laughs> just real confident i don't like how good of a quote that is <laughs> um how have you been what's been on your mind where have you um i've been good got two new kittens at the house um, very overwhelmed. Um, did not anticipate being that overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. But they're kittens. I keep trying to tell myself that cats are really independent. Yeah. It's this first like six to nine months. It's like, you know, hey, making sure. And even then it's like once they're about three months, you're they're good to go. But like I'm at the two month stage. Oh, so they're just kind of like clawing everything and destroying yeah, things. Yeah, and like climbing on things. They're not, to be fair, they're not really destructive. Oh, that's good. I have a lot of toys. I bought a lot of stuff off Amazon, things, scratching posts, you know, like making sure they're fine. Okay. They're mostly climbing me. They're very loving. Love that. Um, food obsessed though, and I mean like will attack you. Like I start eating and they're oh, jumping all they're over me. i have yeah, so I'm having to like claw them, put, you know, pit them off of me with their claws and everything like that, so um, but I'm happy that I have them. I just was like, oh, wow. Immediately went from like zero to a hundred on my relaxation, like <laughs> my me time, my taking my naps in the middle of the day. Yeah, everything you do is like mildly chaotic now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And I can't have them just out in my room because I realized like the computer desk area that I have in there is... There's a lot of small spaces mm. to which a tiny cat can get into, but I can't get them out of because it's that tiny. <laughs> oh, no. Like without moving the entire desk and, you know, like computer yeah, setup. I know exactly so, what you're talking about. At this point, the cats have free reign in the common areas of the house, you know, kitchen, living room, all mm-hmm. that stuff, halls. 
my room door is staying closed unless they're going to sleep. Like unless it's time, you know, it's night and then we go to bed. And in that case, we have a playpen for my kitties that they take their little sleeps in. So um, outside of that, nothing's really been going on with me. Oh, I have an episode uh, that I'm in on Jubilee. If you guys are familiar with them, their YouTube channel. Um, I recorded um, a little odd man out with them episode about comedians that'll be premiering this friday so if you follow jubilee on youtube or if you don't that's how you can find it um it's jubilee and it'll be called odd man out and it'll be seven comedians and one fake and i mean if you follow this you already know i mean i don't follow it so i I mean i knew because yeah if you follow me you know that i'm not the fake but you can watch to see Who wins and who is the fake and if we figure it out and all that kind of stuff. And that, like I said, that's going to be out this Friday. So, yeah. Oh, like the same day as the episode? As the episode of what? This podcast. Oh, yeah. it comes out on Friday. Yeah. Oh, watch it right now. (laughs) But after you finish listening to this. (laughs) Listen to this and then go watch that episode. Um, No, what's been on your mind this week? Um, I did. You know what? Oh, wait. I have to tell the listeners this. Sorry. Wow. Also, I had aqua size on Saturday and Becky ditched me and my mom, my poor elderly mother. She ditched us. And you were there together. Just so you You're guys, welcome for so giving you, know, you a private so bonding you know, moment. She she ditched us and she laughed about it. As she ate tacos and skipped away, she was like, ha 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 ha. I'll never hang out with those Negroes. <laughs> and that is why I'm mean to Becky. The Case idea closed. that you think I skip anywhere she is skipped. absolutely wild to me. I don't skip. I except during skip. Aquasize when they tell us to and do it. And then she stopped a little bit because her meat was falling out of her taco. Okay, but the tacos I had were so good, you guys. Doesn't we'll matter. Get to that. It doesn't matter. Um, I don't want to so get to it. I the reason, okay, but tacos. you had your time, so now it's my time to talk. <laughs> the reason that I missed Aqua Size, which is like wild to me that Tavi would even feel compelled to tattle on yeah, me, yeah, her co host, to you, Aquasize. our listeners, that I think mm-hmm. appreciate both of us. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't like that you want to pit our listeners against one of us. I don't I like would never that, do that you made me do it. I didn't make you do that. You freely did that. You did it. You made On me your do own it. without any type of outside influence. <sighs> mm. But anyways, that's not the point. The point is I miss Aquasize because I had a corporate gig <laughs> in Sparks, Nevada. You guys know Sparks, Nevada. The- <laughs> that hot spot. She just couldn't. The traveling destination of uh, (laughs) Sparks, Nevada, just outside of Reno. You've heard of it. Yeah. Uh, I was there doing (laughs) doing comedy for a Mensa convention. You know what? I looked up Mensa just because you know how much this has been bothering me. I do. I do. And also, I have information for you about what we've talked about outside. (laughs) But anyways, you looked it up. And what did you learn? Okay. That one... It has zero to do with your IQ. Correct. Because they can't give your IQ. Mm-hmm. You're just honestly being pit against what their assumption is of 98% of the population. You just have to be two per- the top 2%. Totally. And it's not even of the current standing of population. It is of a sample size that they've already taken because there's no way also, they could know. If you pass the bar exam... Mm-hmm. you're automatically admitted to Mensa, yeah, which I exactly. didn't know. But like, what's very cool. So I would just like to dispel the myth that somebody is very smart because they may just not be stupid. And that's where we're at. Okay. 
can I have my time to speak now? (laughs) I just want to make sure that you've gotten everything out of your system. Are we good? Am I I good to proceed? I don't know yet. I don't know. That's the honest truth. Maybe. But keep talking and we'll see. You're so rude. No. Really? Never that. (laughs) Rude? I don't know her. (laughs) Anyway, so I did this Mensa convention. (laughs) The show was a trip. But it was ultimately like a lot of fun. We got to stay. The convention was in the hotel that we were also staying at. So it was just kind of like full of members of Mensa. Uh, They party like no other. There were a lot. We went to like a bunch of like after parties um, in random hotel suites. That was a lot of fun. I think what I enjoyed is maybe as somebody that isn't necessarily neurotypical. Um, I talked to like quite a few other Mensa members that were sort of expressing why they joined the organization and why they chose to like continue being part of it. And it seemed like a lot of these folks were sort of like maybe outcasts in their families or social circles. And they found like community and camaraderie in like the Mensa organization. Uh, I will also acknowledge that this organization is like overwhelmingly old and white Mm -hmm. uh i I found say that part oh well i have no i have no qualms with saying that i like a couple of the parties that i had gone to like after the event that we did were like you know primarily a pretty decently diverse group of millennials Mm -hmm. that make more money than me so they had really good booze but it was the show that i did was like yeah just like wildly white and male and that was sort of disappointing Mm. even in the spaces where they had food it just kind of like felt like an old folks home no offense to like any Mensa members that listen to our podcast um (laughs) and attend these events i mean offense but like also you know if you've gone it's yeah not the greatest the food is also kind of trash but anyways it was very cool like the members that i talked to that i think were closer to um my age like in their you know late 20s early 30s uh, kind of expressed that like they found a sense of community there having the opportunity to sort of like unmask which I thought was really neat and I think it was very cool to see people that it seemed like they when they come to these events to these conventions um, they finally got to like be themselves for a weekend okay, without feeling judged or like socially inept or anything like that and Maybe I just felt compelled to like relate to it because like I think stand-up comedians are often similar in that like a lot of us don't necessarily feel the most socially competent or don't feel um, like we fit in or anything like that. So uh, there was a lot of like parallels, I guess. I, I think the difference is just that like I got paid to be there and they had to pay. Um, <laughs> but. But I had a great time nonetheless. Mm -hmm. Uh, I got very drunk, gambled, lost money, and then went to a show in Upper Lake two days later on Sunday, uh, gambled, made my money back that I lost in Sparks. So that was nice. Did another weird casino gig. The headliner was there also. It was like a long weekend. It was an interesting experience. I think being away from the baby was like really good and also like made me feel really guilty but uh it feels good to sort of like be getting back in the swing of things maybe going on the road just like a little bit more not far but just yeah um being like away for overnights getting more comfortable with that so that's kind of like what i've been up to beyond that you know just a lot of watching tv and working from home 
I've been watching a lot of um, comedy specials that were recorded during the Netflix is a joke special. Okay. Or Netflix is a joke festival on. Um, I've been watching a lot of these specials on Netflix and they are objectively bad. Yeah. And I it heard has great been things. overwhelmingly disappointing. Also, I would really like to do one. <laughs> so, yeah, I think that's where I'm at right now. Just uh, consuming comedy, performing comedy, trying to write more. I'm trying to get in like a mm-hmm. regimen for writing. Yeah. Still haven't found one that works for me. And Tavi and I are going to the San Jose Improv open mic this week. Yeah. So hopefully it's um, less racist than last time. <laughs> Don't count on it. And I won't be getting a shrimp Caesar salad. Ooh, never. <laughs> From a never comedy again. club, that was your first mistake. Seafood at a comedy club. You're the right. Only place I think I've had like a decent flappers. And I've I think it was like a, a salmon burger maybe i don't know oh okay so just like a big salmon patty yeah that sounds good you know who has really good food comedy chateau they have some of the best calamari Mm. i've ever had it is so good lightly breaded Mm -hmm. not chewy or tough just like fucking delectable yeah Comedy clubs honestly should they that's a scam. To have a two item minimum and all of your food be trash Truly, is yeah. actually the worst thing. <laughs> it's such a ripoff. And most if you places, go to a comedy club, just get the drinks. Don't go most for the places, food. It's not even a two item minimum, it's yeah. just a two drink minimum. Yeah. Like we're lucky that there are like some clubs that do have a two item so you can get food and a drink. Yeah, but yeah. Don't get the food. The food is not great. At most com, if it's strictly a comedy club. Now, if it's a restaurant that's doing comedy, that's different. Very different. Yeah. But if it is a comedy club, don't get the food. It's not worth it. It's true. It's true. Anyway, are we ready? Okay, folks, you guys know why you're here. But in case you're a first time listener, um, don't continue with this episode. Go back and listen to a different one. Um, but we are an advice podcast. Tavi and I. We'll listen to your listener submitted questions and we will give you unprofessional advice to help guide you through whatever issues you may be facing in your life. Mm-hmm. Do you agree? Yeah. Oh, that's what we do. You do agree. Mm-hmm. The, the advice is unprofessional. From your end. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's fine. I'm not in the mood to keep arguing with you. Why? The listeners know. I thought that was like our thing. No, the listeners know who I am and they appreciate it. I actually got an anonymous message that said, I appreciate your professional advice. It really helped me. Okay. So the listeners know. They All know right. who Dr. Tavi is. They know my shadow. <laughs> they know how I move. Why did I go back and listen to that fucking TikTok of like <laughs> that you shared of a conversation that we had? Because <laughs> you had to. I really did have to. And why did I get so mad? over again yeah. about when you brought Jill Biden into it for no reason. <laughs> it felt so we rude. We were being disrespected at that time. We were. Uh, sure. All right. Um, we're going to jump into these questions, though. Yes, please, Tavi, read the questions because I'm so tired of doing it. All right. Our first question. Should I get my GED? I dropped out of high school at 16. I'm 19. And I really don't know what I want to do. I want to become a male stripper. Fuck school. And this crummy system. You feel me? You can't dismantle the master's house with his tools. But I ponder the idea. And I don't know what I'd go for. Possibly art. But I want to be an activist. So I want to learn as much as I can about black history. And unlearning white supremacy. 
I'm sure I can do all of that without school. I have many books by black authors about ourselves. I just got to get out of the habit of not reading. Also, if I were to study something, what do you think would be a good major to study for activism? Learning to organize and community type shit. Anyways, peace and blessings, siblings. Sincerely, a black queer revolutionary. I'm going to go first. Okay. Okay, so first things first, I definitely do think that you should complete your G- your GED. I will say this is like due to the fact that like while education is a scam, it is one of those scams that is like recognized nationally. So <laughs> <laughs> it's been legitimized. As annoying as it is, I think that it will also allow you um, opportunities that you may not otherwise be considered for should you attempt to do some type of, um, I don't know, more traditional nine to five office work and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, the amount of money that you could make is exponentially higher with your GED than it would be without um, just from the point of like a traditional office role. If that's that might not be something you're into, but I think it's good to always have the option in your back pocket. I do think that it would be great for you to like pursue higher education if that's something that you're into. If that's something that you're into, I am a three times over college dropout. So like, I don't know how qualified I am to give you this advice Um, because you are so interested in activism and like becoming a revolutionary. I love that for you. Maybe consider if you do go back to school going for um, organizational communications, anything that can help you maybe even like delving into um, knowledge about the nonprofit sector. Mm -hmm. I don't know what your goals are as far as like what you want to accomplish and on what level but i do think that the knowledge that you can gain from higher education can only help you i would find it hard to believe that it would hinder you so maybe just like give that some consideration yeah i believe in lifelong learning so definitely if you want to go to school i could i would completely support that um i don't necessarily think that you have to get your ged but it is helpful like she said depending on what you want to do if you're trying to go into a traditional job role office work your ged is going to be helpful however this is something i will say no one has ever asked me to show them my high school diploma for real you could lie so you (laughs) so let's just say that like you know you're listening to the podcast so you kind of smart you know what i mean yeah Uh, just say you graduated high school. Stop telling them that you did it. And that's Tavi's <laughs> fraud tips of the day. <laughs> Lie. Because going to get your GED costly and going, like, unless it is that you're trying to go to further your education, mm-hmm. then I don't think that you need your GED. Now, if you decide that's that fair. you are going to college, then yes, obviously. Because I think they have to have transcript or like record that you completed for yes they do yeah i mean i think some places will admit you but they won't put you like on track for like a like a program that you can graduate yeah. from like i, I think, think you, you can get a certificate, get certificates maybe. yeah but like yeah graduating you still have to show that you completed certain credits beforehand because mm-hmm. they'll give you all the placement tests and things like yeah that. for sure but you're gonna have to show that so if you do want to go for higher education your ged is necessary if you're trying to just become a stripper or even being an activist you don't have to have a degree for that now i will say this law may be something you're interested in because we always need legal advisors on the front lines, when sure. people are protesting, people are getting arrested. Um, so that might be also something that you're interested in going for. But I think you got to figure out if it is. If you're going for higher education, then go for it. And I think the idea that you're even asking, like, what you should study kind of feels like 
someone who wants to continue their learning. Right. So go ahead and continue it. And also... Um, nothing wrong with knowing stuff. Like... Even, in, if, you, like, so even if you don't finish the program, you still know things. Like, that's you know? true. And in addition to like being somebody that's dropped out of college multiple times and also been kicked out of like a lot of different community colleges. Um, not that I'm proud, but you know, I've lived a life. I yeah. do think that it is an important to... It is important to acknowledge that even if you don't have direction, you will learn so many things along the way. Yeah. So like, don't feel like you need to know exactly what it is that you want to do in order to go back to school. You have to take general ed classes no matter what. So like take them, learn more about what you're interested in, mm-hmm. keep reading, keep, you know, absorbing knowledge and like determine your own destiny. You know, the world's going to end soon anyway. So like make sure you go out with a bang. Yeah. It was darker than I intended, but I stand yeah. by it. Well, speaking of dark, our next question has a trigger warning of death, dead bodies, loved ones, parents. So if that's something that you don't want to hear about, I advise you to check our show notes where we'll be putting the time at which we start and stop this particular uh, question. All right. So like we said, trigger warning, death, dead bodies, loved ones, parents. Hi, y'all. I recently started talking to this guy, and I like spending time with him. It's only been about a week of us constantly talking on the phone. Well, the other day, he showed me a video of a woman getting hit by a car. I was shocked when I saw it, and I said, damn, you got to warn me if you're going to send me some shit like that. Then he sends me a pic of a woman lying down on the ground. She was dead. Then he sends me a pic of him and his family and asked me if I recognize anyone in the photo. I said, yeah, pointed out that it was the lady that died, and I was like, you knew her? And he started crying and said, that was my mother. Y'all, my heart dropped. This was the 29th of June, 2022. I don't even know what to say to him or how to check up on him. I'm not going to ask how are you, obviously. So how do you think I could be there for him? I've been through all of that death, but I have never know what to say still. He said he couldn't process what happened. And I told him it took me a long time to actually process my own trauma surrounding death and that it won't happen overnight. Any advice is appreciated. Get the fuck away from this person. Go run, 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 run. <laughs> this is not for you. This no. is someone that is it they're in the midst of grief and trauma mm. and it is not there's not a end in sight for them. No. This is only going to re-trigger you, undo, potentially undo the work that you've done to get past your trauma. Not even necessarily get past it, but learn to live with it. Mm-hmm. This is putting you in a very vulnerable place. And also this person doesn't even like have a concept of boundaries, let alone is in a space or has the capacity to acknowledge your own. Get the fuck out of there. Yeah. You don't need that, especially when like you asked them to warn you before they sent you something and then they sent you another picture. Yeah. I just, of the woman laying down, like violation of boundaries. The whole thing is is just screaming like, like possibly abusive relationship to mm-hmm. me. I feel like there's just so many red flags here. The spirit of discernment within me is saying this person isn't healthy enough to be entering into any sort of relationship with anyone right now. Um, and you don't want somebody who puts things like that on you. I mean, when you really think about that objectively, if someone showed me a video of someone dying... Or a picture of someone dead on the ground. Mm-hmm. I would, without any warning, I would assume that person is intentionally trying to frighten and or manipulate me. They're not safe. No. To me, not a safe person. No. That's going to. Because they don't care about how that's going to affect your mental health. And mm-hmm. some of us are a little bit more 
uh, are more easily triggered than others. Some people really like that stuff sticks with them. I know for me, I'm kind of 50-50 on where I'm at Mm -hmm. with like that kind of stuff. But I know that there are a lot of people like my mom, for instance, she's image burned into her head. If you did something like that to her, she would be like not sleeping. Yeah. So I would say that person just did not even care Mm -hmm. about you, your well-being. And you're sitting here asking us how you can be there for them. You don't need to be there for them. Be there Mm -hmm. for yourself and go away from that person. That's it. Wholeheartedly. Yeah. All right. And our next question says, I'm not seeing enough talk about the new CW show, Tom Swift. Have you seen it? And how do you feel about it? So like we said, um, last week we recorded this episode. (laughs) And so, of course, we've uh, now looked up the show Mm -hmm. and found out what it was about. Uh, We had not been watching it. I had not seen it uh, before we read this question. I still haven't. I I still haven't seen it. I was Mm -hmm. just trying to make it sound spicy and nice. But... um, (laughs) Yeah, still haven't watched the show, um, but so we don't really have feelings on it. But you guys missed a really good segment of us guessing <laughs> what, what the, the show, show was about. about. We were like, so I honestly feel like that should be a segment. And I would love it if you guys are watching shows um, that maybe I've not heard about or are not popular. Just send us show titles and then we can just guess yeah. what the show is about. <laughs> because chances yeah. are we haven't both seen it it'll yeah. be one of us or the other one so like and one it doesn't of us- have to be new it could be older shows yeah, that you show. love and you just were like hey guess what this show's about and we'll guess because yeah. we tried we guessed what the show's about <laughs> it was so funny. and it was so good and i'm sorry we can't recreate that for you because it just would be disingenuous yeah it but it was really nice so thank you for your writing in your question it, it inspired me appreciate that and our last question is I grew up in a Christian family. While not liberal, my parents and aunts were always open and understanding. So as an adult, it's disheartening to hear the disparaging remarks about others come from them. I am constantly thinking back, trying to figure out if I'm more aware now, but I honestly can't think of a time where they were like that and different types of people were always around. My cousins and I are constantly pushing back in small ways. For instance, those what a waste of a good man comments are met with someone is going to love him just as he is or no one ruined the rainbow for you you can still like it more direct comments like dad that's sexist end up in with arguments with them always feeling like they have the upper hand it's exhausting and i never feel like we're doing enough do you have any suggestions on how to handle these situations better and also how to deal with parents seemingly changing their ideals right before your eyes oh that's like tough and I don't know. I'm going to tread very carefully because I think that it is very difficult to give advice to somebody on how to like navigate family relationships without like right. observing it. Cause you're the only person who really knows your relationship. Right. My first instinct is always to tell people to like fight, mm-hmm. to go through that fight, have the tough conversations, have that. But I also have like a very different kind of relationship with my mom and we can fight yeah. and scream and yell and have it out and it's not going to change anything. Right. Because I'm going to love her the same in 30 minutes. You yeah. know what I mean? Like she's and she's not going to do that's the relation I have a safe relationship with my mom that in that way. And um, I, yeah. And it feels like I think in general most like specifically like parent child relationships do mm-hmm. exist with like unconditional love. Right. And I think because of that it does get 
it adds like this additional layer of like frustration and like feeling overwhelmed. If you have a parent that like believes so differently from yeah. you um, and if they're coming from a space that like maybe not be like maybe isn't intentional, but is still like bigoted or hateful yeah. um, or frustrating. So I guess like the advice that I would give is I encourage you to maybe take a step back and look at what is what are the most important things for your parents or your family in general to understand about what you believe mm-hmm. and of those things can you speak with passion with conviction about um where you are coming from and maybe like vocalize to them like the respect that you expect them to have for those things um, to at least know that you have done the most that you can to encourage them to think differently or consider thinking a little bit more critically about things that they seem to be so sure about. Yeah. But beyond that, I mean, I feel like I say this time and time again on this podcast, like protect your peace. If it is becoming overwhelming or frustrating if you are starting to feel resentment or anger if you don't know that you can like love your family through this then also take a step back and look at that are these relationships healthy for me are these um are these people that I love that I care about that I know love me are they going to would they turn on me if I was occupying a space you know, of a community that they don't agree with. And I think like maybe um, just like sit with that for a minute and decide where you want to go from there. Yeah. If you want to have maybe more of a hands-off relationship with them, if you want to only see them once or twice a year, only talk to them about things that don't upset you or them Mm -hmm. or whatnot. But um, yeah, I encourage you to just really explore how you feel and what you are willing to compromise for the sake of maintaining relationships with them. Yeah. Like when it comes to your aunts and like uncles and extended family like that, I understand protecting your peace. I will say this. I do think I have a personal philosophy for me that I will, I refuse to allow my mother to age into bigotry. Yes. You really do say that a lot too. It's true. (laughs) Yeah. Not on my watch. It won't be because I didn't try. And so that's kind of how I operate. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying you necessarily have to do the same, but my advice obviously is going to be what I feel like is right, is that as their child and with that place of unconditional love, you do have a lot more sway than you think you do. Mm -hmm. Um, Parents are hurt when you're hurt. When you're passionate, they feel that. When they understand that. And you might be the only person who could get through to them Mm -hmm. with passionate pleas and saying like, hey, this actually means something to me. Don't let them write you off as being sensitive. Be like, no, I'm not being sensitive. There are a whole marginalized groups of people that you are offending, that you're offensive to, that the rhetoric that you're using is getting these people beat up, is getting people killed. Like there is an important role that you could play in helping them navigate that because I don't believe anybody is ever too old to Mm -hmm. learn anything. Right. Um, Some people may be more resistant and I'm not saying that it's necessarily going to work. I have some arguments with my mom and there's some things that I'm never going to be able to change about how she thinks. Mm -hmm. But I have been able to make sure that my mother is navigating this earth where she doesn't go out into the world and offend people 
where she is at least ki- like operates with kindness yeah. and um keeps whatever she's feeling to herself because it's not she knows better than to say things that are ignorant mm-hmm. and i think that that's an important thing for your parents to know is just like not giving a platform to hate no matter how they feel making sure that they're not saying things that could, you know, spread because that's what happens. And yeah, that also made me think of something that I, that feels really important to me. And this was something that I used in conversation with my parents when they were still alive about things that we would disagree on topics, um, whether it be, you know, race or misogyny or um, social, like sexual orientation, like so many things, um, socioeconomic inequality, whatever. And, a lot of times, like, I would have these conversations with them and they would get irritated with me or they would just be gassed out. And I would remind them, like, you raised me to be this person. Yeah. Like, you taught me to, like, speak up and be educated, like, maintain, you know, like, make sure that I am constantly informed and knowledgeable about mm-hmm. the points that I'm arguing for. And so I think that there's a lot to be said for, like, reminding reminding your parents when it's specifically them that mm-hmm. you came from them. And that gets them every time. Yes, it does. It's so good. <laughs> because you're simultaneously shaming them and stroking their ego. Because they're so like, true. They're like, I did make you smart, didn't I? It really is, like, mm-hmm. such a fun mind fuck. Yeah. But, like... <laughs> In the most progressive way possible. My mom actually hates it. Because when I say it now, she's just like, I didn't raise you to do this to me. <laughs> That's her rebuttal. You were supposed to take it out into the world. Mm, I didn't want to But you're my in home. my world, mom. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, I think yeah. that's, like, the last piece that I would remind you to do is, like, you are a part of that family yeah. because that family made you. Yeah. And these are the tools they gave you. Yeah. So use them against yeah. them. That's what they're for. Yeah. <laughs> but I would also say, too, is that, like, I know that you're finding it hard to believe that like your parents are just like changing overnight. I do think that people can age into bigotry. That's why I say my mom shouldn't be because things change. But when I say age into bigotry, it's not as if my mom's ideals have changed. It's that the world is changing around her, yeah, which has made the things that like she may have been like been sort of like leaning to believe be less acceptable mm-hmm. right because she didn't have the experience she didn't grow up with something being normalized right and so your parents when you look back probably did seem very liberal yeah because for the time they probably were and you can give and them this, pers- yeah yeah keep and, going, sorry. no and like now the time that we're in what was liberal is now moderate mm-hmm. you know because we're that's the whole thing about being a progressive and progression. It just keeps going. And so they're not going to be, they're not, if they were at a fixed point of liberal, they're no longer there. Yeah. That's it. And, and that's I think that we see it happen in different aspects of our lives, just as, you know, human beings that age. There are some things that like, um, that we have watched change outside of like, maybe or like our morals and values or like, mm-hmm. um, you know, politically what has changed but like if we just look like uh if we look at like technology the way that like our parents see phones like cell phones smartphones Mm -hmm. as being like like so wild right that we have computers in our pockets all the time and they can do all of these things that they have trouble wrapping their minds around the idea that like these phones what should just be a telephone like what they had on the wall that they Mm -hmm. would pick up on a cord and like make a call with to talk to another person can do all of these other things um, our perception of the world around us is constantly shifting and we are at this advantage as like millennials and younger that we can keep up with that. 
And we will eventually get to the point where maybe we aren't be able to like keep up with it as quickly as everybody else. And that is why there will be the generation, the next generation can reach back to us and be like, hey, like these are the things that you're not keeping up with. Like we want to make sure that you stay informed. So I think that this is like really is just like a normal. This is a very normal thing that happens. Yeah. The timeline shift, the world shifts. We are doing our best to like stay as present and like knowledgeable as we can. But like we need help. Mm -hmm. And so the generations before us, they need our help too. And that's all we can do is help them. And I think that's great. That's a great way to wrap it up. Yeah. Tavi, Hmm? where can people find you? Oh, you know, (laughs) 10 toes on the pavement, hanging, banging, slanging, that thing be thanging. Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, at Tavi Talks Trash. Becky, where can we find you? Uh, Y'all can find me on Instagram and sometimes TikTok, but barely at Oh That's Becky. You can contribute to my daughter's private school fund at Oh That's Becky on Venmo. Uh, (laughs) If you want to check out my stand-up, I have an extended clip on my website. That's Oh That's Becky.com. I have upcoming shows in my link tree on my Instagram in the bio. Uh, Also, folks, we do not have this podcast if we don't have you submitting us your questions. So if you need advice, if you just want perspective, if you are just yearning to learn more things about Tavi and I, we are here mm-hmm. to answer, advise, uh, just give you any insight. So please uh, click the link in the show notes of this episode, or you can click the link in the submission form on either one of our bios and our link trees, I believe yep. on Instagram. And we will read your question on the podcast and we will answer it unprofessionally. Also, <laughs> Uh, feel free to send us an email if you're somebody that has submitted a question and we've answered it and you want to give us an update or just give us feedback we love to hear from you you can email us at it's crazier in my business at gmail.com yep and um, please remember to rate and review our podcast that really helps us um, also I just like really love reading reviews yeah please don't leave negative ones if you want to leave a negative one you should just leave it on the Joe Rogan experience we've been Becky mm-hmm. Lynn and Tommy thank you <laughs> bye, bye.